The fifth station, Simon the Cyrenian helps Jesus to carry his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. It was not merely death that sinful people wished our blessed Savior. It was a particular kind of death upon the sign of contradiction. Fearing that exhaustion and weakness would rob them of unfurling him like a banner of warning on top of Mount Calvary, they forced Simon of Cyrene to help him with his task. Simon saw in the cross only a shameful burden of wood, but not the burden of the world's sins. Hence, he became at first an unwilling helper. But a few minutes in the sweet company of Jesus changed his outlook. His slavery became freedom. His constraint became love, and his reluctance became sweet abandon. We, too, are like Simon in his first moments. We know about Jesus, but we do not know Jesus. We have feared to be a share of his cross, and hence have loved him little, because we have known him only a little. We have too often insisted on beginning with pleasure, when it is with pleasure that we should have ended. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. Give me, O Jesus, an understanding of this great mystery, that it is only at a distance that the cross frightens, that its shadow is really more terrible than its reality, that its splinters are more terrifying than its beams, that the whole of it is easier to carry than a part. You have told us, dear Savior, that we must each day take up our cross daily and follow you in your footsteps. Grant then that when a cross comes between you and me, as it did between you and Simon, I may be willing to follow you as Simon did, until at last I shall be forevermore an uncaught captive in your loving hands. Can the human heart refrain from partaking in her pain, in that mother's pain untold? The sixth station, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Simon the Cyrenian helped Jesus with his burden. For us, this is a sign that every person is called to the sublime vocation of carrying a cross. On that dread day, Veronica, with a woman's own special vision, looked on the countenance bruised and stained with dust and blood, and saw in it the very face of divinity. Ignoring what others might think, she touched a towel to Jesus' face, and as if to remind us that the likeness between Christ and us is most perfect in suffering and sorrow. The divine Savior, on his way to Calvary, left the impression of that divinely sorrowful face. By that one act, our blessed Lord revealed that we can never become like unto him in the nobility of his birth when angels sang to the shepherds, not in the glory of his transfiguration when his face shone like the sun and his garments were as white as snow. There is only one way we can become exactly like him, and that is by suffering. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. O Lord, the day that I was born anew, of water and the Holy Spirit, the image of your cross was engraved upon my heart. Today you ask me, whose inscription is written thereon? If it be yours, then let me render to God the things that are God's. Grant that, like Veronica, I may brave all human respect to carry your image about with me, not on a veil, but on the tablet of my heart. Bestow on me the grace to be so much like you 
that others among whom I live may see something of you in me, as the maidservant saw something of you in Peter. If they do not see in me the marks of your passion, then let them at least see the sparks of your love. Bruised, derided, cursed, defiled, she beheld her tender child, all with bloody scourges rent. The seventh station, Jesus falls the second time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. In the second temptation, the devil asked our blessed Lord to abandon himself wholly to God and to take no care or thought of himself, saying, Cast down from the parapet of this temple, for the angels will bear you up. But the Savior answered, You shall not tempt the Lord your God, reminding Satan and us that God never saves us against our will, but only when we cooperate with his grace. The temptation came not from the flesh, but from the world, which so many times has said to us, Cast yourself down on the rocks of sin. Abandon yourself to God. God is merciful. He will bear you up. There is plenty of time for repentance. God will take care of you. And many times we, unlike the Master, have given into such whisperings, we have sinned by presumption, then made a half-hearted resolution to amend our lives, and then we sinned again. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Dear Savior, by this your second fall, you atone for my excessive love of the world, and for the many times I abused your mercy and goodness as an excuse for sinning again. By lifting yourself up again, you have merited for me the grace to lift myself up once more, and continuing on the journey with you to Calvary. Free me from the spirit of the world. Let me see that it profits me nothing to gain the whole world and to lose my immortal soul. You have told me that the world will hate me if I love you. So when the world scorns me most, I ask that I may be consoled by the memory that it has hated you before it hated me. For the sins of his own nation, she saw him hang in desolation till his spirit forth he sent. The Eighth Station Jesus comforts the women of Jerusalem. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Of all things on earth, that which we know least is ourselves. We know the sins and the defects of others a thousand times better than we know our own, and we see immediately the mote in our neighbor's eye, but not the beam in our own eyes. That great truth was illuminated on the way to Calvary. The pious women of Jerusalem, though quite unafraid to show their piety before impious men, saw only the suffering Jesus whom they loved. They did not see the loving Christ who suffered for them. They sympathized with his pain, but they did not see themselves as the cause of that pain. It was their sins, and ours as well, which he took upon himself. And as if to bring that truth home to us all, there welled up from the depths of his sacred heart these words, Weep not for me, but weep for yourselves. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. O Jesus, let me see the connection between my sins and your Calvary. Let me not weep for you apart from me, but for you on account of me. Let me see that if I had been less proud, the crowns of thorns would have been less piercing, that if I had been less selfish, the cross would have been less heavy. 
that if I would have been less sinful, the road to Calvary would have been shorter. Give me the grace to weep for my sins, and may my fountain of tears become, through the example of your love, a fountain of everlasting joy. O my mother, fount of love, touch my spirit from above. Make my heart with yours accord.